0: Well, we welcome you in. It's a holiday edition of Death Taxes and Duval, alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Belue. Hayes, happy holidays, merry Christmas to you and yours.
1: Merry Christmas, Rick. Please uh, pass along our warm wishes to uh, to you and in the in the GF, as you like to say. I hope you guys have a wonderful yeah. Christmas holiday.
0: Eggnog and uh, hopefully smiles for everyone. Uh, before we get into last week and uh, look ahead at the Jets, uh, first things first, let's thank our sponsor.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the law law office of Stephen Doty uh, for sponsoring death taxes in Duval. You can reach Stephen at 416 Stephen can help you with bankruptcy, family law matters. He's a great local advocate, affordable, efficient, responsive. He's a great guy. Uh, Trust me, you couldn't be in better hands if you're going through any sort of financial or family law matter. Uh, Give Stephen Doty a call. Again, 416-8328. You can also find him online, uh, 904bankruptcy.net. So go check out the law office of Stephen Doty.
0: Houston has been an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, that has been the case for them, you know, well over a year now, going back to the coaching changes to Sean Watson, et cetera. Boy, they have their way uh, against Jacksonville. They put up 37 points in the opener, then they come in here a couple of days ago and drop a 30 spot on the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: It's it's a horror show. I mean, I, I really thought that they'd play much better, um, at least get a one-week boost uh, with the firing of of Urban Meyer. And part of that was because of the opponent. I mean, you know, the only offense that was worse in the NFL heading into that game was was Houston's. And, uh, you know, the special teams are just such a disaster. I mean, the new coach, that was always something that Bill Parcell said when he, you know, he would take over these teams that, you know, historically hadn't won in, re- you know, in recent years. And, He'd say the first thing that you fix is you fix the special teams because if you can fix the special teams, it can be worth three wins. Uh, and boy, I don't. You know, we'll talk obviously about who we'd like to see be uh, Urban Meyer's successor, but I mean, the special teams are. I mean, almost one of the first things you've got to look at this offseason. I mean, it it was just grotesque. Uh, against the Texans Sunday. with the, I mean, that 98-yard kickoff return, five guys had a chance to make the tackle and no one did, right. and, and then there were uh, you know, tons of other mistakes. You have Gottsis getting the illegal hands to the face, keeps the drive going, results in a touchdown. Just the kind of things that you know, I think they had some, some juice and some excitement. Uh, I think it just all evaporated uh, with the special teams meltdowns to start the game.
0: Yeah, where are the dogs? I mean, you got to make a, a a play, and they did not. And you know, the coverage unit was really bad, both on kick and punt. And then you you know, you look at Adam Gotsis. They Jacksonville finally gets a three and out. They've allowed points uh, defensively in every single game going back to week five uh, against Tennessee. That's the last time they prevented a team on their opening drive from getting at least a field goal. Now it's three consecutive games where you've allowed a touchdown to be, to uh, to start the contest. And Jacksonville does its job. Three and out, they get him off the field. Gotsas gets the 15-yard personal foul. Next thing you know, you look up, Houston puts together a 15-play, 75-yard drive. Took eight minutes and 21 seconds off the clock. So let's look at it this way, Hayes. Instead of getting the ball back with 13.30 to go in the first quarter, you handed over to Trevor Lawrence in this you know, fledging offense with six minutes and 39 seconds remaining in the first quarter.
1: Yeah. And, and again, that's been a, unfortunately a reoccurring theme. You know, we saw it in the San Francisco game with the longest drive in, in basically human history, uh, short of a couple. Um, and, uh, it it has been a problem. And, and again, the defense has has been the only unit that's played at least two expectation. Maybe you could argue a little bit better. Um, it's just it's an atrocious team. I mean, it's an atrocious team. They they need a a ton of of fixing this off season. I do think it's an attractive job because I think coaches are going to look at Trevor Lawrence as somebody that is still I uh, going to be a really good to star player in this league. Uh, although your expectations have to be somewhat tempered based on what you've seen out of him as a rookie, despite the dysfunction and the the poor environment that he's in. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think you look at it and we, we've had this conversation, you know, do you want to see him win? And I, I did, I I was like, absolutely. I want to see, I want to see some wins down the stretch now, Rick, now that the Detroit lions have won a a game, uh, and the Jaguars are sitting there at number one, not that I love the top of this draft, but yeah, at this point, go ahead and lose the last three and hold on to that Mm -hmm. number one pick and let's at least have, you know, some excitement and the and the outside chance that another one of the, of the you know clubs around the league makes some idiotic deal to get up to number one.
0: Yeah, you really hope. I mean, we've seen it the last few years. I, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago at this time, Baker Mayfield wasn't even in the first round of the draft. Kyler Murray wasn't even in the first round of these early mocks, and all of a sudden they explode, and and teams really get desperate come draft time, want to move up for that quarterback, so. You know, maybe Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, a quarterback like that, has great pro days, combines, et cetera, and, and, and a team out there becomes desperate and says, we want to move all the way up uh, to number one. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, you know, let's, let's cut through the, the nonsense of the game, and we can go back and forth with that, but let's give the people what I believe they really want. And that is next. That is getting out in front of it. They have that opportunity right now with Las Vegas to – take advantage of this new rule in place for one season where you can begin interviewing coaches next week. Again, the team that you want to pursue that coach from must grant that interview. So that's another whole separate story, but the criteria going in, I'll give you what I have first, Hayes, and certainly I want your opinion. I want an offensive coach. Um, it's as simple as that. It, now, Todd Bowles makes some sense to me on the defensive side. If You know, I keep hearing, you know, well, what if they could get Pete Carroll? What if they could get Mike Tomlin? I think that's uh, far-fetched. I want an offensive coach. I'm not as set in stone with the, well, he's never done it before at the NFL level, as opposed to a an offensive coach um, who has, and then you bring him in for, you know, let's say a second or third opportunity. Where are you as far as your guidelines for the new head coach you're replacing Urban Meyer?
1: Rick, I think the first thing Shad Khan's got to look at is what model do I want to have here? Um, I mean, I think he has to take a, a massive look at this even beyond just hiring a head coach. And, you know, what I think Shad Khan should do, he should fire Trent Baalke like immediately uh, and, and say, we're going to start this thing from scratch but I really think the model that worked best for Shad Khan was the Tom Coughlin model in 2017, where he had uh, basically a Trinity model. He had an executive vice president of football operations. That was the Coughlin role. Then he had a general manager and Dave Caldwell, who he retained, uh, but basically demoted. And then he had uh, Doug Marone, who was promoted as the interim. That's the model I think Shad Khan needs because Shad Khan is just not in the building enough at TIA Bank Field. He's not there like other owners, and we all understand why. He has a global empire. That's not to be critical, but Shad Khan has to realize where his blind spot is as an owner, and it's that— He doesn't have enough of an idea of what's going on in this building day in and day out. And he needs somebody in a role that can have a direct line to him that is not agenda driven. I I would alter it in the sense of, you know, Coughlin wanted to make personnel decisions. He wanted to coach the team from behind the curtain. I, I would not want somebody like that. But ideally for me, if you could get Jim Caldwell, and I I get it, people are throwing him out as the head coach. I I don't know how feasible that is. He hasn't been a head coach in four years. He's getting ready to turn 67. So I I don't know what kind of interest there will be for Jim Caldwell, but I would call Jim and say I would like you to be our executive VP of football ops. I don't need you making roster decisions. I don't need you out coaching the team. I simply need you to be a resource for our Front office executives and for our coaches, you know, when needed, but certainly to be my eyes and ears, a gifted football mind who knows offense, knows quarterbacks that I can rely on to tell me, okay, this is what's working and this is what isn't. And since he's not making any real decisions, you know, he's he's not going to be, you know, the the problem is when Shad asks what's going on, things aren't going well. So everybody's in survival mode, and they're like, well, it's it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault. That's not what he, he needs somebody in that building that can be an ombudsman, that can be a a resource for him. So I would hire Jim Caldwell as executive VP of football ops if he'll take it. And then I'd, I'd allow him to sort of guide the search. And, uh, and, you know, I think if they ended up with, you know, Doug Peterson is coach and, you know, you, you hire a, a scout as general manager. And, and I think, you know, Mike Borgonzi in Kansas city would be outstanding uh, 'cause he's seen the entire chiefs build over the last ten years um is is the assistant gm you know that's what that's the kind of model that I would like to see, but you know that's that's a whole different question because right now we're not even sure if shot is gonna retain Trent bulky and he might
0: yeah, I mean we just don't know and and you know if the plan goes as you stated and bulky's out, then you have an opportunity here. Uh, to work in unison, and and I think that that is the most important step forward for this organization. You need everyone knowing what they're supposed to do, their responsibility, and being on the same page. Even when Coughlin came in, yeah, it was a very successful season, but there was still like, wait a minute now, who's calling the shots? That fourth pick overall was a Leonard Fournette pick. And, you know, everyone who knows anything about Tom Coughlin, Tom loved the big back, play action, and then rely on his defense. That didn't feel like a Dave Caldwell pick. So if you bring in a new uh, vice president of ops and a general manager, then your head coach, are all three, you know, you can get them coming in at the same time, knowing exactly who has what say here as far as the draft, free agency, cutting down the roster to 53, Etc. And I think that's most important, but it gets me to the same point where we were a year ago. And that is Shad Khan, his love for this team, his love for the National Football League. He's been in it now for 10 years. Who is his inner circle? Who, Who is he? As you and I are having a conversation right now, who is Shad Khan talking to? throughout the National Football League, where he can get information after information after information. Because, you know, you can't miss this time. You, you went for it with Urban Meyer, and it exploded in your face. This is an incredibly attractive job. You're going to have $71 million at a minimum. You could have more than $80 million. You got the top pick in the draft in quarterback Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have another sensational draft pick. You bring in the right coach. Players are going to want to come here. But that's what I'm worried about most right now, Hayes. Shad Khan has so much going on. Where is his priorities as far as the Jaguars? And who is he talking to around the league to make sure he gets the right guys.
1: It, all great questions, and you know, shot early in his tenure as owner would lean on other owners, which never made a lot of sense to me because you're playing in the same card game as these guys. You're all after the same thing, the Lombardi Trophy. If I was an owner uh, of a club and another owner asked me for advice, I tell him to go hire Jim McElwain. Um, You know, I mean, I, I just <laughs> I I, w- I would not be in the business of helping. Uh, you know, if they wanted to ask me something about business, you know, I'd be more than happy to to share anything I knew about business or the business of the league or, you know, the the committees and, and that you want to be involved in. But in terms of actually who should I hire as my coach? Are you kidding me? I'm not helping you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm helping yeah. you, don't take the advice I'm giving you because I'm giving you, you know, bad advice deliberately, um, you know, so. I think he's gotten better about that as it's gone on, but it's it's an outstanding question because, and again, that's why I think he needs a gifted football mind that's been in the league for a long time, has that NFL experience, that can stabilize the franchise. And again, Jim Caldwell may not want this. Jim Caldwell may want to be a head coach. I just don't think he's going to have the options that that many believe. Uh, and so, you know, I, I that's what I would like to see. Uh, it doesn't have to be Jim Caldwell, but somebody with a with NFL experience, either at the coaching or front office level, that is not that understands the role. And then I'd make it coach centric. I mean, I I would give Doug Peterson control of the roster, and I'd give Doug Peterson control of the draft. You know, the the you know the general manager would aid him in doing that, but it would be a coach centric model because I just think that's what works best. I mean, you know. The coach should be the one that can look the player in the eye, and the player know, this is the guy that ultimately decides whether I'm here or not, and uh, yeah. you know, and then I think you go and get a general manager that you know can really help you in terms of scouting and getting you the right evaluations, uh you know to to improve the really the performance of what they've they've done historically in the draft, which has been abysmal.
0: No, the draft hasn't been good, uh, and certainly last year's draft class, or, or two years ago, this one still, well, this one appears to be getting better, obviously, with Tyson Campbell, and now we're at least getting an opportunity to see uh, Walker Little play a little bit in and Andre Cisco. Yeah, do
1: you have a guy, a Rick, that, uh, that that catches your eye, a, a coaching candidate out there, what, and what, what would you like to see happen in terms of the, the balance of power? He,
0: you know, I, any one of these candidates that have been mentioned, I'm i I'm, I'm happy with because I think I know what you get. Um, the Josh McDaniels thing to me doesn't make a lot of sense only because he's so militant, and that was his uh, reputation in Denver. Can you can you bring in a guy like that with that type of reputation after what just happened here with Urban Meyer? Uh, the other side of all this maybe. Hey, Joe Torre was fired in three places before he won the World Series. Uh, Bill Belichick was fired in Cleveland before he came back and and won in New England. Uh, maybe it works there for Josh McDaniels. I also think that in two or three years, he'll be replacing Bill Belichick in in uh, in New England. So I'd stay away from that. I've always been intrigued with Eric Bieniemy. I've heard all the positives. I've I've heard all the negatives. Um, I think that would be the biggest buzz that you could bring. I I think the pressure on Byron Leftwich coming here would be more than any other job. So I would probably stay away from him uh, because of that. But I have no problem with Peterson. I have no problem with Caldwell. But if I was really uh, trying to, uh, you know, kind of reach for the stars here, you bring in the enemy. I think a lot of players would follow and want to play for him. And, but I understand the other side of it, which is wait a minute here. Now, the guy has never been a head coach in the NFL before.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that that's something that is probably going to have to be, if it's not Peterson, I, you know, and, and I, I can't think of help me and I guess Jim Caldwell would fit this too. But again, I, I just don't view him as, is, is the, the candidate that a lot of people do just cause he's, I mean, he's, we know how often these guys get recycled we know how many jobs change over every year if you haven't been a head coach in 4 years in this league that means you've been passed over 20 25 yep. times uh mm-hmm. so I, I don't know why all of a sudden in this cycle you know i get it jim caldwell has has some former players that have high uh you know social media you know voices now uh, like Orlovsky, you know, is a big advocate of of Jim Caldwell. I, I understand that. It just doesn't feel like right. he's he's going to be in there. So once you get beyond Peterson, I mean, I, I'm in total agreement. This has to be an offensive minded head coach, unless just you get the jackpot of all jackpots and a guy that we're not even thinking of that's a defensive guru falls in your lap like a Carroll or a Tomlin. But if it's just what we expect this to be, if it's a garden variety search, you're going to have to deal with that. Whether it's you know Byron Leftwich. Or Brian Dayball, or or Nathaniel Hackett, or you know Eric Bieniemy. You are going to have to deal with the fact that these guys have not been uh, the main guy in front of the room. You just hope that they've been around it enough now that they know how to do it. They'll be able to put their stamp on it, and it'll be in a very productive manner. But who I, I guarantee, whoever they hire will have far less uh, of a floor than Urban Meyer, who who I thought I was all in favor of them hiring. But obviously you knew at the time it had, it had a great range. It could be outstanding, and it had the range of disaster. I don't think this hire, if they go the NFL route, has disaster. I, it may not be what you'd hope, but I don't think any of these guys that we're mentioning will bring disaster with them.
0: Yeah, and this year the difference is you got a quarterback, and, and you're not going to be able to go anywhere in this league without a quarterback now this quarterback needs a lot of work and again that should be the emphasis of this new regime you've got a 22 year old who hopefully can lead this franchise for the next 15 plus years you've got to bring in the right people that can help this guy develop so with that said let's wrap with this um you know urban came in it took forever it it took him forever to to find the staff and you know, he fooled me. He, he had me believing that this guy was buried in, a, in, in the bowels of, a, I guess they created a basement somewhere here in, in Jacksonville, and he was down there <laughs> reviewing film and studying and, you know, putting all his time into finding the right staff. It, obviously, that didn't end up being the case. But how do you separate good guys in the building, good quality coaches in the building, Joe Cullen, for instance, With the whole stigma of, hey, man, all this organization does is lose. They've won three games in two years. Get them all out of there. How do you separate the two?
1: You know, I think Joe Cullen, to me, is the only one that requires a discussion. I I think everybody else is out. I mean, the offense has been so terrible that I think, you know, bevel shot. I just don't I don't think you can bring them back. Um, you know, defensively, I think Joe Cullen makes a lot of sense for the next head coach to retain, but I wouldn't mandate it. I mean, if I was, you know, whoever is, is hiring the head coach, whether that's Shad Khan or whether he does have an executive v- VP of football ops or Trent Balky, whoever he puts in charge of that is, is helping him. I would not mandate to the new coach. You have got to keep Joe Cullen, as defensive coordinator. I would let him know that I think. I think Joe Cullen's done a nice job and I would like to see him on the, on the staff, but I'm not going to make that call for you. You're the head coach and you've got to build your staff other than Joe Cullen. I think they, they can pretty much all go. I mean, you know, I I mean, Joe Cullen and whichever assistance maybe that he would like to keep. um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's about it. I think once you get, you know, beyond that, I think they're pretty quick conversations as far as, you know, thanking them and and letting them go pursue their next employment.
0: All right, Hayes. Well, guess what, man? It's like the great Yogi Berra once said, it's deja vu all over again. We are going to have an unbelievable 2022 uh, here in Jacksonville, both on our radio shows as well here uh, as on our podcast, because, you know, you could have the top pick, you need a new coach, you need It looks like a new front office, executives, You got a ton of money. The Jags have 20 free agents of their own that they're going to have to make decisions on. So it's going to be a very busy 2022 again. And I guess selfishly for you and I, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it is a good thing. I I can't wait for 2021 to be over with. Uh, This football season has been a nightmare. I think we've all aged about 20 years uh, from dealing with this and we're ready for a winner. And uh, we hope that 2022 will be... Big-time free agents, uh, big-time draft picks, uh, and, and the most important thing, a Trevor Lawrence that looks like a generational prospect. And, uh, and we're obviously not going to be able to see that until uh, the earliest September next year. But hopefully you get the right head coach in here that can allow him to unlearn what he has learned uh, this season and, and get going with a, a sensational second year in the NFL.
0: There you have it. And this will be the second of three straight that Trevor Lawrence will take on as far as rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Davis Mills, a week ago, Zach Wilson, Sunday. And then, of course, Jacksonville's Mac Jones coming up a week from Sunday in Foxborough, Massachusetts. So let's say thank you to our sponsor.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the law office of Stephen Doty. You can reach Stephen at 416 for any financial uh, family law matters that you have. Maybe you're going through an eviction, a foreclosure, massive credit card, medical debt, uh, you need to get relief. Stephen can help you uh, go about doing that. He can also help you with family law. If you've had a divorce, uh, you want to get it amended, something's changed, uh, Stephen can be a great resource for you in that arena as well. You can reach him at 416 You can also go to his website, 904bankruptcy.net, to learn all about the law office of Stephen Doty.
0: He is Hayes Carlon. He has the Jags beat. He's on every day, three to six. My name is Rick Ballew, the Jags sideline reporter. I come on after Hayes and company at six o'clock. You can reach me on Twitter with any questions. thats balu is Ballew1010XL. How do they get you, Hayes?
1: Yeah, reach me at, at Hayes Carlion.
0: Outstanding. Hayes, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I know we'll talk soon. And uh, Debt, taxes, and Duval is only going to get bigger and better in 2022.
1: That's right. I can't wait. Merry Christmas, Rick. Happy New Year.
0: All right, folks. Uh, as always, again, send us your comments. Have a very safe uh, holiday as well. That is the most important thing. No question about it. We'll talk with you again real soon. For Hayes Carline, I am Rick Ballew. This is Debt, Taxes, and Duval.